You hear that? That's the awkward silence of a family dinner after you just got caught vaping. Most vapes contain high levels of nicotine and disappointment. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Super Gamer Boys. I'm your host, Colonel and Dad, Garrett Morling, and here in the virtual studio with me is the king of video games, Adrian Holmes. What's going on, my good man? Not How you much. doing this evening? Doing good, doing good. Now, I, I feel bad. I don't, well, I don't, we need to discuss it. We haven't discussed it since the game, since the old Mario Party. Oh, no, game I, I heard you. I heard you, and I had to, I have to eat that. It's, it's the truth. Unfortunately, our, or fortunately, I guess it's a, it was a weird game. It was a wild game. At the end, even Eddie, I, I, it was, it has still not gone up on YouTube yet. Sorry about that, everyone. But yeah, when we did our stream, our 200th episode stream, uh, we did a, uh, around his Super Mario part or no Mario Party superstars, um, me, Adrian, uh, Patreon producer Eddie and uh, buddy Selkies that you know from the Redfall. He reviewed Redfall for us, um, and uh, boy, uh, poor Selkies just got spanked. Just he got live, demolished, live man. television. Um, He's better than me. I would have quit a long time ago <laughs> if I was in his shoes, dude. I could tell you that. And then somehow Eddie walked away with the win, and even Eddie was like. How? 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 What? What happened? How, how did I? Uh, man. Uh, so, yeah, very, very. Let's um, let's just say that the the uh, new Mario Party does not play by old Mario Party rules. But right? see, here's the weird thing, because I've I've mostly just played new Mario Party and normally they give out three different stars. In my experience, right. it's always three bonus. Stars, so always. This was a fluke thing like. I've never had it only Unless give out two stars. Unless they're only doing two in the new one. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I've only played the new one, and they always give away three stars in the new one. Like Oh, at, even the new one. In Superstars, every time I've played, it's always given out three stars. That's the first time it's ever given out two. So I don't know if it's just random. Like, sometimes they only give out two. sometimes Because most of the time, it's been three. I've played a lot of Superstars, and it's always been right. three stars. That's the first time I've had it give out two. And so the game was rigged, you say? It was rigged huh? from the start, apparently, in, huh. in Eddie's favor somehow. Um, I should have had that coin star locked up, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, you, you took that, you ran away from that, it ran away with it from me because I, I was up there for a while and then oh, you yeah. snagged it. And then somehow at the end, Eddie had it. I don't even know how he got it, but it was. No, it made no sense. Absolutely I, wild. I, <laughs> so, I'm worked up. Let's uh, keep going. Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm working on trying to get it up. The problem is, uh, I wasn't recording it natively and then I tried to download it later. But unfortunately, you can't just download a portion of a stream. It wants, it wants to download all like six hours of the stream, which is a massive oh file. So I'm like struggling to like figure out. You gotta out have to start it one morning and then just let it just go. Just let my computer download. I should have started it over the weekend or something. But yeah, so hopefully yeah. that'll be up soon for you guys' uh, viewing pleasure. It's it was a wild game. We had so many invisible mystery boxes that popped up. Like it's a oh, it's gonna that- be a fun one to watch when this when this finally comes out. Everyone's gonna be like, what that? Like it's the most wild game of Mario Party I think we've ever done. Um, ever so that was a lot it's like of fun. a poster child game of mario party like 
This is how the the developers intended a, a game of Mario Party to go. Oh, I was gonna say this is how not to play it, and how how, how it'll <laughs> it'll probably never happen like this for you. This is like totally a fluke game, like absolutely oh, yeah, crazy. Absolutely. Th- like there I, will never again be this many. Uh, it was so chaotic. Special hidden block boxes no. in a, in a single game ever again. Absolute chaos the entire time. Oh, that was so. the best though. Seeing Eddie get mad about um go look as soon as Garrett puts it up, dude, go watch it. It's so yes. that was uh, such a good feeling. It was it was a good game. Just good game. Get up and walk away. <laughs> oh, poor Selkies. He'll uh, probably he'll probably never come back again. That's what I, what I feel. No, like. he won't. I feel, I feel, I feel worse about. It, about it. I was like, he's never going to want to be on our show. He's never going to talk to us. He usually hangs out in the chat on Monday nights. He's they not, brought me on to bully me. Yeah, he's not. He's not here with us tonight. And who knows? Maybe he never will be. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, Oh, well, today on the show, we're going to be talking about Meta's new Quest headset, Arcane's true feelings on Redfall, and Bobby Kotick's bizarre interview with Variety. But first, let's give a quick shout out to our Patreon producers, Bumple Smash, Eddie Martin, and Kajoma01. Shout out to our Super Gamer sponsors, Julie Bates and Mama Mare. Uh, if you want to be awesome just like those folks, stay tuned here for this Patreon ad. That's right. You can be awesome just like them by going to patreon.com slash super gamer boys. Supporting us over there starting at just $1. That's right. $1. You get episodes at early and ad free, such as uh, this show and Super Gamer Book Club, which I did not update my show notes here, but let's see if I can remember uh, the new episode that just went up this last Friday was Super Metroid featuring Patrick and Mark from the uh, Nintendo Cartridge Society. That was season finale. Fina- uh, fantastic episode. Yes, season finale. So Super Gamer Book Club, at least on Patreon, uh, is uh, going on a break for a little bit. Um, uh, and uh, I think the announcement was that we are... Uh, uh, bringing in a a new show, um, probably the, not this month, but starting in July. Is that correct? We talked about maybe starting that up in July. So taking a month break and then coming in with something new, which if you support us on Patreon already, uh, or even if you just watch social media, you will have seen that we came out with episode one of Super Later Boys. So um, yeah, that's what we're kind of looking to do in the future. Just uh, yeah, that show that we've been talking about for years, we're finally doing it. We're doing it. Uh, if you're on the fence about supporting us and you want to check out this super uh gamer book club you're curious what it's all about head over to any podcast app do a search for super gamer book club or over at youtube.com slash super gamer boys and uh the free episode that came out is uh it was shoot i can't remember uh grand theft auto vice city that's what it was Mm -hmm. uh which was a fantastic one and i i'm surprised it's doing very well on youtube uh compared to other book clubs i feel like a lot of times our book club uh, episodes kind of of course they start doing good when we decide <laughs> uh you know what let's take a break unfortunately yeah for whatever reason like book club episodes usually just uh don't really hit on 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 youtube but uh, the last few i should say the last few have been doing really good and it's you're right it's like the last like three all of a sudden leading up to the the end everyone's like oh wow cool um but right. i mean as far as free episodes there will be two more months of free episodes so that'll continue to come out in june and then also july you'll get a, a free episode because uh you got it two months early one thing to note with super later boys i think the intention is to always keep that a patreon exclusive so there will not be 
be a public feed of that. So you'll definitely want to support us on Patreon for that. Um, but uh, let me see. What else did I? Oh, upcoming. Yep. No more Super Gamer Book Club. We talked about that. Talked about that. All right. We'll talk more about our Patreon later on the show in the second ad break. Uh, but for now, let's get back to the episode. All right, we're back from that little Patreon ad. And before we head on with the show, I want to give a quick shout out to Jack Sriracha and Yate for allowing us to use their incredible music here on the show. Remember, go show them some love. Make sure to uh, check out the links uh, in the podcast description over on YouTube in the description there. Fortunately, on Twitch, we don't have links here. But uh, go show them some love on either Spotify or Apple Music. They're they're everywhere. So just search for uh, Jack Sriracha or Yate. And uh, yes, definitely check out their fantastic music that they create and allow us to use for free. We appreciate it a lot. <laughs> um, all right. It is now time to check the mailbag. Uh, we'll go ahead and boot them on up. Yeah, boot up uh, Super Gamer Bot, the heavyweight bot casting champion of the world. Beep, 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 boop. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, all right. I see him here. I hear the uh, populating, populating. All right. Great. Sir Prince Lot comes in with his first question. Thank you so much, Sir Prince Lot, for writing in. Uh, I had to throw up the bat signal today. I just posted on the Discord the little, like, uh, you know, in, in Robin Hood, like the Disney cartoon. He goes, Oh, storms with a paw. Questions. Questions for the show. <laughs> I just threw that little <laughs> gif of, like, uh, yeah, like Robin Hood and, like, the, 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 you know, his costume doing that. And immediately. I don't know, man. They must, they must want it to go away. That's I the only guess. thing I can think of. I guess. I guess we just. Which is fine. Just if don't. that's what y'all want. If y'all just want us to get straight to the news. If you really that's hate. not a problem. If you really hate Super Gamer Bot that much, we'll just hang it all up. Just get rid of the. Right. Get rid we'll of, just do the news and get out. Yep. Do the news and get out. <laughs> uh, but no, he comes in with a question. He's wondering who's a musical artist or band that you would like to do the score or soundtrack for an upcoming game? What game would you like and why? So who's the artist? What's the game? And why would you like them to score that particular game do you have uh, uh do you have anything or would you like me to go first i do yeah all right i just didn't know if you were gonna go first uh so uh a spiritual successor to uh jets almost said uh jet grind radio that's the original name mm -hmm. jet set radio uh bomb rush cyberfunk is slated to come out this year and uh in the lineage of its predecessor it's gonna have a eclectic soundtrack of all different kinds of music um, and I think two additions to that that would be really good uh, would be a uh, kind of Japanese pop punk band uh, called Polka Dot Stingray. Uh, and then uh, I would also like another one. Uh, he is a alternative rap kind of um, high energy. Uh, his it's called uh, he's called JPEG Mafia. Oh, okay. I think both of those would be really good contributions because they kind of fit the the theme of what that what those games are is kind of like counterculture, you know, angsty, not not angsty in a bad way, but just like high energy, you know, um, skater kind of kind of. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. the, those both would be a good fit for it. 
Okay. Yeah, I like I like that. I'll have to check some of them out because yeah, you were talking about them before the show, and I had never heard of them, so I need to check out some of their stuff. Get the feel yeah. for. I can send you some, some yeah. a couple tracks. Do it. Yeah, you haven't updated your playlist. I've I've your playlist on my phone, and you haven't sent me. I know it's been a, a minute. It's been a while. Um, for me, um, obviously the game that I would like uh, to uh, uh, that I picked was Death Stranding Two, which at this point we don't have a release date. But Summer Game Fest is coming up this Thursday. What? Oh, but by the way, we're going to have housekeeping for that. Let's finish this question and we can get into that. Um, yes, uh, Death Stranding 2. So the original game was mostly, I mean, there was an original score by uh, uh, Ludwig uh, Forsell, which is incredible. Love it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was soundtracked by Low Roar, like essentially, like there was like very key emotional moments that, um, yeah, they utilize a lot of Low Roar's um, music. Um, and unfortunately, this uh, it's a few months back. I don't remember exactly when, but uh, the the main artist, because uh, Low Roar is kind of like a, a group that kind of changes depending. Like there's there always the main guy, and then there was like kind of different people who'd come in and out and collaborate with them. Uh, well, unfortunately, the the main guy from from Low Roar um, passed away this last year, and so you know, as far as new music, obviously there's not going to be any any new stuff, um, except for I think there is a new album coming out from like unreleased stuff like he was in the middle of a project yeah he was in the middle of a project when when he passed away and so i'm looking forward to that but as far as the next game i'm thinking like okay like how do you invoke that same feeling but different um and already from the trailer the only trailer we have from death Stranding 2 has a very like uh I don't know. It already feels like, okay, this is like the next level. Like there's, there's a little more action. There's some suspense, stuff like that. How do we evoke that kind of original feeling? So it feels like a death training game, but it's, you know, we're going up to like, now we're going from a 10 to an 11 now. Uh, and right. I, I thought ghost against ghost would be a fantastic band. Um, very atmospheric ambient kind of, uh, orchestral sound to it which can kind of feel a lot like that low roar, but they're not afraid to like pull out like just crazy electric guitar riffs and some bombastic mm-hmm. drums and just amping up. And again, it's very, it's already a very cinematic music. I love it. Um, it's very fun to put on when I'm studying or working or whatever. Um, so that's my choice. Ghost against ghost for death Stranding yeah. to, to kind of invoke that low roar flavor, but like, again, amp it up like, all right, now things are popping off. Like things are getting crazy here in, in death Stranding too. So now would you want them to do the whole soundtrack or just contribute to it? And then I, maybe have somebody else do some stuff or I think, so, you think I, they, I they think could score the whole thing. I think similar to Death Stranding one situation because Ludwig Forso is incredible. Like I, I hope he does a sound that the the orchestral like the main score. I hope he does that. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the soundtrack, because uh, I feel in my head those are different. Like there's a score and then there's like a soundtrack. Yeah, they are. So I was like, just curious. I would hope you... Ludwig's Forso will still uh, score the game, but then like for those specific moments, like as you come up over a hill or an, an emotional moment in a cutscene or something like that, it's that something from you know a, a selection of the, like big songs from or even original songs from uh, uh, Ghost Against Ghost. I think that would be pretty awesome. So that is uh, is is my pick there. Um, as far as uh, the housekeeping, we got to go back into that real quick because I mentioned Summer Game Fest there. Um, we, oh, yeah. We will be uh, reacting to all the Summer Game Fest stuff. I'm hoping to get a schedule together and post it on social media so you can actually visually see what's going on. 
But the plan right now is Thursday at noon. We're going to be live reacting to Summer Game Fest. Um, and then that evening at around 8 o'clock, we're going to live react to um, the Devolver. Or no, it's Day of the Devs. We're reacting. It's both. D Day of the Devs and Devolver. It's, yeah, one after the um, other. Yeah. That evening. The reason being is... Uh, I, uh, I'm going to be, uh, uh, single dad knit up that, that weekend. Judy's going to be out of town. And so <laughs> I got to watch a kid. She's going to be around during that first, uh, during summer game fest. But then she literally like, as soon as that ends, I'm, I might need to even like cut it, <laughs> cut it short. And that's like, I got to take her to the airport and then I got to right. put the kids to bed and stuff. So 8 PM Thursday, we're going to get back on there. Rewatch the stream from earlier for day of the devs and devolver. Um, Saturday morning, we're going to do Wholesome Direct at 9 a.m. 9. Um, and then on Sunday, it's the Xbox Showcase. It's happening at 10, but again, we're going to have to delay it till that evening. I think it's the plan is to do it at 7. Uh, Trudy comes back that day, so <laughs> hopefully she'll be good to put the kids down to bed. And I'm going to be doing that. Right. Um, and uh, so, again, delayed. So if you want to watch it spoiler-free with us, it's going to be tricky. Stay all social media for the day. That's what I'm going to be doing, blocking everything, oh, muting everything. Oh, it's going to be so tough. And then uh, that way we can, you know, just watch it all together and react to all the crazy announcements. And I, at this point, the plan is to do both the Xbox and the quote unquote Starfield direct that they're doing afterwards, whatever that means. Um, right. So, and then I think that's it, right? There's not really, there wasn't really, I think yes. there's a, there's a PC uh, showcase there's on Monday. There's a Capcom one. Okay. I did not see that on summer game fest they website. Just, they just, just announced okay. it. I know we we did that. I feel like we always do the Capcom one. And it's always disappointing. It sucked last Capcom year. Capcom and Square that Enix was before, are, are always like duds. Squares was terrible. But <laughs> the last time we did a Capcom one, that was before they were on the roll that they're on That's now. That's true. That's true. So they might have good stuff to show this year. Okay. Well, stay tuned because we that out we might end up, we might end up doing that, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, but definitely the big ones. We want to make sure we get those big ones. So yeah, right. stay tuned for to social media for like a, a graphic with those a schedule there for you. Um, and then uh, yeah, come watch it here at uh, Twitch.tv slash the Super Gamer Boys, and obviously we'll upload it to YouTube as well. All right, uh, back to oh, Selkies is in the chat. He's in the, he has. Hey. <laughs> we were talking about you earlier. We thought you'd never come back after good things. Good things. The uh, <laughs> unfortunate incident on the uh, 200 episode stream where you uh, got spanked by uh, poor Mario Party. Um, he says Capcom might be coming in hot. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But um, I mean, they've they've been coming out with some hot stuff. So. Uh, all right, let's get into this second and last question here from Kajoma01. He writes, what's the best Halo game and why is it Halo Reach? Okay, so I Halo Reach is a fantastic game. Right. But I don't is it is See, it the best Halo game? That and that's that's where you can debate, right? Because Kajoma just said the best right if we if we were talking about the best story in a halo game i think he would be correct for reach having the best story however if we're talking about the best all-around halo game package it's three you get yeah. a good story you yeah. get a great multiplayer forge you get mode. A great forge forge was so good arguably oh. the vet the best forge mm. so now and and that's that's where I'm saying. So I'll, my answer would be, if you're talking best Halo game overall, it's three. Mm -hmm. But if you are talking best story, 
I'm not going to fight him on reach. I, I would half probably agree. Yeah. I, I think I'm kind of the same, but I also, I really love ODST. Like I love the That's game. That's also very good. I love the gameplay and the way the story is fed to you in ODST, like very kind of indirect and, and stuff like, cause I mean, you're, I, it's been a long time since I played it, but you're kind of a loner for most of it, right? And you're like slowly, mm-hmm. slowly pick, like find people and stuff like that. But it's really just like environmental storytelling as you're going. Um, a lot more dark and, and dreary feeling. And not, yeah, I don't know. I love, and you're not Master Chief. I love that. Like, it's like, oh, it's, this is so different. Um, yeah. Just to be a, a, a standard. Same with but, Reach. Yeah, I guess that's true. But you're still like a Spartan, right? In Reach. Right. But so, you're not like. And and you're on a team. You're not chief, and you're on a team in Reach. Yeah. So where like that yeah. changes the where, dynamic like, as well. Where in ODST, like you're not even a Spartan, right? Like you're no, you're just so a trooper. You're just a normal trooper. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I I really like that that feeling. It's like, oh, okay, like this is no like <laughs> a Halo game that's not doesn't feel like a Halo game at all. Like I I like that because of it. But I think I would agree. Like Reach definitely has a great story. And and yeah, three Forge. I remember just hundreds of hours in the forge me and my brother and my friends Dude, just yes like that's all we did like I, I don't think we ever played just straight multiplayer we would either do co-op the campaign just like do that over and over again or or just forge mode and just build crazy things <laughs> this is so much fun I, we definitely spent the most time in forge but we did play multiplayer and we did um yeah we did do uh the campaign together on legendary because we're maniacs yeah i think i i think um, we attempted legendary i don't know if we ever beat it we definitely we whatever the second highest is i think we, we definitely got through that but legendary i think we tried a few times and whoo that's rough like it's one of those it things where like a beating it got to the point where i remember like is this doing whatever we could just to like cheese it like we're like we, we know we can't actually do it with skill so it's just like like pop out and shoot pop you throw these grenades out, now yeah. You- yeah exactly it was like totally cheesing it you know, like, all right, we're kind of cheating a little bit, but we got to do whatever we got to do, you know? Hey, uh, <laughs> do what you got to do. Uh, yeah, man, thousands of hours, I think, probably. I wouldn't be surprised to see my my play clock, especially in Forge mode, just making crazy yes. levels and just playing what, whatever you could think of and then just playing it with your friends late yeah. into the night, crying, laughing, man. Just like oh, dropping a bunch good of times bunch of explosive boxes and just like blowing stuff to bits and just like just yeah. stupid things like so much fun <laughs> uh, those were the days so good uh yeah and i mean that was my first halo too, halo 3 like i got a traded in our playstation 2 and everything to get an xbox 360 and then uh yeah i got halo 3 and boy that was quite an introduction but apparently halo 4 is better than that some some people say the story is very good. I'll, I'll give it that. I think I think for, f- for the problem with four though, with Reach, or not four, with because Reach is not four, right? That's a different game. No, yeah. So the problem with uh, Reach though, um, I I enjoyed the story, but <laughs> that was a game. So I was living overseas at this point. I was in Papua New Guinea. I was living in uh with a in, in a dorm. So I was still a senior in high school, but I would live in a, a boarding house with my dorm parents. And anyways, I uh, uh, some friends there had got a copy of Reach, but he didn't have an Xbox. Like somehow he got a copy, but didn't have an Xbox. I'm like, I have a 360. So I went over to his house and uh, yeah, we we played it. We literally started it like 
one night on like Friday night after school and like played all through the night to beat it. Like we played it in one night, one sitting, finished the whole thing. But and I think that's both like is a testament to how great it is, like the story is because it sucked us in, but also like honestly looking back at reach like i could barely remember it because like that was the only like, it, it wasn't my game i didn't own it so i literally played that one time blitzed through the story and like together and then like that was it and so yeah it's like a very like weird memory of reach where it's like i remember it being incredible but also like i don't have any other memories outside of that because like we didn't chill and play multiplayer or do anything i was just like get through the story and then you know that was it like i think or some someone came and visited with the game that's what it was someone was in town had the game and then they were leaving so like we had to get it done right. like as soon as possible <laughs> so that you could take it back so that's that's rad that it created that core memory for you though like you, yeah, you oh, remember yeah. that to this day yeah so. that, it, it was a blast me and cooper staying up just like super late i think i i mean and that was the other issue too i totally remember like just falling asleep at points and like basically like he'd be like all right oh, yeah finish the level you're up and you do the next one he'd like sleep it and do <laughs> we'll the next level so we're kind of getting like really like just half like 50 percent of the game because you're just like taking turns oh <laughs> uh, absolutely wild i but. mean they're on steam if you want to give it a go yeah, I mean, there's also on Game Pass, although I don't have that anymore. So that's why I said they're on Steam. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I canceled my Game Pass, and then I got a for, through Discord. I got like a free month of Ultimate, so like I still have it technically. I canceled it and then got another month for free through <laughs> Discord because I have like Discord Nitro or whatever for our for our Discord. Stuff. Oh, okay, so, that makes sense. But all right, that is it for the mailbag. Now it's time for the nerdy nudes. It's now time for the nerdy nudes. Our, Before you go, oh, okay. I just want to put a, a, a little 0.1 story on here because I don't know if we're going to talk about it. Okay. Um, yeah. Your man, your guy at the, the Apple Worldwide Developer Conference today showed up, made a little cameo. Heck yeah. Uh, and announced that Death Stranding is coming uh, native to macOS with max or for max with apple silicon uh this is part of apple's big push to be taken seriously in games um and i don't think they could have made more of a statement than by bringing the man out himself so that when you texted me i totally forgot the conference was was going on i was like working on on work i was doing i was working and all of a sudden adrian's like dude Kojima's on stage at the apple conference I'm like what i i clicked on it and just as it was showing like just the tail end of it but it was like showing the trailer um and it was uh uh kojima talking over it like with you know subtitles just essentially like yeah talking about like using using the new apple silicon and all this stuff and you know bringing the director's cut to mac os so right. i that's i mean yeah, like you said, that's it's that's a statement, that's a statement for they're sure. They're serious like, about this. Like, so. okay, Apple's wanting to get in the gaming sphere, and they're bringing right. in, they're they're pulling out the big guns. They freaking got <laughs> got Kojima in here making uh, Death Stranding again <laughs> for another right. platform. What's wild so, to me? What's uh, what's awesome to to me? Just real quick, I I just love that Kojima. Like now that he's just on his own, doing his own thing with his own studio, like 
he's like, heck yeah, I'll put Death Stranding on it. Like, Death, is Death Stranding going to turn I'll into the it. next Doom where it's just like you can play it on like, <laughs> or, 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 or like Skyrim? Like, you know, it's just on everything. Like, that's, I, I hope. <laughs> I hope like Death Stranding turns into the thing where like for the next 10 years, he keeps re-releasing the director's cut, you know, PS6 and Xbox, whatever comes out and you can play. <laughs> it's the it's GTA 5. <laughs> exactly. Let's keep re-releasing it just like GTA 5. <laughs> Death Stranding director's cut. Keep it coming. People will play it eventually, uh, right? Yeah, at some point. <laughs> they keep re-releasing this. There must be something to it. So let me check it out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so if you own a uh, Mac with Apple Silicon, uh, be on the lookout if you've ever been interested in Death Stranding and for some reason don't have any other way to play it. There you are. There you are. I uh, I was really hoping. I mean, it was a long shot, but I was like, at the end, I was like, come on, bring it to iPad, bring it to iPad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, technically he could. I know. Yeah, it's all using pretty similar architecture. So, I mean, he could click a button, have it, you know, stream to your iPad or something like that. I don't yeah. know. But uh, uh, that'd be that would be wild. But I'm surprised they didn't announce it for that that new, the, whatever their new Vision thing is, the Vision Pro headset thing. That'd they got to get it out first, and yeah, then we yeah, can talk about true. games. That's true. All right. This first news story uh, in that uh, kind of VR sphere we were just chatting about here. This first news story comes to us from The Verge, written by Wes Davis, Jay Peters, and Richard Lawler. Meta announces its Quest 3 VR headset, which will cost... Meta has officially announced its Quest 3 VR headset in a post on Mark Zuckerberg's uh, Instagram. The headset is coming this fall with a 128-gig version available for $500, uh, plus an additional storage option for those who want more space at an unspecified price. Compared to its predecessor, the Quest 2, the Quest 3's design is lighter and more comfortable with a 40% slimmer optic profile without taking its foam facial interface into account, while a new Snapdragon chip inside has twice the graphics performance. Huh. Weren't we just talking about that on like an episode a couple months back and there was some crazy dude in the comments who was like, that'll never happen. That'll It'll never. How, how dare Man, you? Like PlayStation VR is a sophisticated <laughs> piece of material. And Meta could never reach the likes of it. I know. He was like standing up. I think up. that's around what he said. It was something along the lines of like, hey, PSVR 2 will always be more powerful because it's hooked up to a PS5. And then <laughs> and then a Quest 2 is like, hold Boomer. my hold my beer. <laughs> right. Here, we're doubling the... the gra- granted, like, it doesn't necessarily mean PS or the Quest 3 is going to beat the PSVR 2 in any way, but... Just by doubling the graphics performance, like that gets a pretty dang close. Like we're very close now. We're right there. <laughs> like, we are right hot there. on his he- uh, hot on PSVR 2's heels, and uh, uh, it's completely wireless, which is wild. So let me continue. Here. Uh, it's also compatible. I love this. It's also compatible with the Quest 2's games. Wow, <laughs> they did the bare minimum that what PlayStation PlayStation could not even do. Wow. You mean the things I already bought on a similar platform, I can just keep playing them? Yeah, wild, no right? No way. Uh, <laughs> uh, Meta said that starting June fourth, the Quest 2 will drop its price by hundred dollars to three hundred dollars. Which that's a wild. I don't know how we didn't talk about that. So apparently, like six months ago. They they pushed it back. They pushed up, it. They pushed it, they pushed it up a hundred dollars, and now they're saying, "Oh, it's being discounted down to three hundred dollars." Like, 
Wait a second. No, it used to be three hundred dollars. You just jacked it up like six months ago. Right. So inflation, inflation. That's what they they yeah. were saying. Uh, it uh, seems a little shady. To and me. now it's back down to uh, so it'll the be, original price because the components are probably cheap again. I I think it's a. I don't know. I think it's this kind of a scammy thing just because like, Hey, the new one's coming out. This one's discounted and everyone's people who don't, yeah, we got to pe- get rid of this pe- inventory. People who don't know are going to be like, wow, it's so cheap. Where meanwhile, the rest of us are like, it was always that it was price. Always that price. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, if you're interested in Quest 2, you can sign up for more information. Uh, in addition, an upcoming software update for the Quest 2 and Meta's more expensive Quest Pro will increase their CPU and GPU performance and enable dynamic resolution scaling. That's wild to me that they can, improve the quality of my quest 2 just through a firmware update like that's awesome sick i can't wait to check out my quest 2 <laughs> somehow they're <laughs> upgrading my cpu and gpu just with a firmware update i don't know how that works but magic apparently um, i'll take it so uh that's kind of th- th- i guess there's new controllers new touch plus controllers which look very they say they're completely redesigned. They basically look the same, but they just don't have like the hoop that goes over the top. I was gonna like, say the the thing around your like I have mine. Yeah. So like this little like hoopy thing that goes over your thumbs. Like it, they just got rid of that. That's basically, and it's supposed to have mm-hmm. haptic. That is the other thing. Like similar to the PlayStation Five DualSense, has haptic vibration in it, um, so you can actually like feel what's in the game. Like these vibrate, but it's like. It's whatever. Not the same. It's not the same. Haptics and vibration are not the same. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever pick up a dual sense, like you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Like, oh, okay, no, it's not just shaking and vibrating. Like there's a there's a a, a, a purpose behind it and, and a specific feeling. Um and uh I think there's also there's more cameras in the headset, which is kind of impressive. Um there's uh there's four cameras split evenly between the left and right sides, two of which are full color cameras and two standard. Uh, and a single depth sensor in the middle that can improve this headset's AR performance. So essentially, uh, yeah, like it'll be not only the normal infrared cameras as a full color camera, and then with that new depth sensor, they're, they've talked about in, in in the little trailer that they put out that it's going to have more uh, realistic like uh, depth perception. So like when you're like, so I think I think in the trailer they showed there was like a like a chess game or something was on a table and he the guy mm-hmm. like you can actually like reach out and in it and it just feels more natural because even like in a VR headset, it can feel very much like like things are just a little off because it's 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 not really it's not really one to one at times. Yeah. yeah. So like your hands here, but like really it's kind of over here where the idea is like with this new sensor, like, oh, like. Your table, your tables right here. All right. Well, like your tables there in the game, like that type of thing. Like everything's going to be a lot more accurate, more precise, um, which will make things more immersive. So um, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I I don't know if it's possible, but I'm down to like, I don't know if there's a way to trade in an old headset. Like, is that something you can do at GameStop and (laughs) trade in your old or like sell it, sell it on eBay or or, sell your two? Yeah. yeah, Sell the two and get, cause I, I don't know. I, I love my two and the the three looks dope. Like everything I'm seeing about it sounds fantastic. But what do you, what do you think of it? Uh, so yeah, I'm absolutely picking up one of these. Um, they, they have sold. I was sold when I watched the, um, the event about it and Oculus publishing showed that they had a gang of titles that they were on, uh, on deck for they actually have not games, just yeah. one exclusives. Uh, like other competing platforms, which I think are getting ready to be crushed by this, honestly. And I don't mean that in like a ha-ha way. I mean that in like a, you know, 
when you look at the numbers on the boards, it's a it's a much better price point. It's five hundred dollars versus uh, nine hundred to a thousand dollars for PSVR. Uh, you get your backlog of games that you've already paid for. They play fine or even better, depending on if developers want to update them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a gang of, of titles coming. The tech is much better uh, than the two in a smaller form factor. It's also still cordless or corded if you want to do full on VR with a PC. You have that option. So on paper, <clears throat> this is the much better deal. Yeah. And I don't I don't know how in good in good conscience, good conscience and being a good steward of your money that you can choose PSVR over this when you look at what's on the table. I think Sony really either fumbled the bag with 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 uh, PSVR 2 or they just. I don't know, maybe they have some trick up their sleeve, but I don't really see it working out for them. And I really think I really think they should have. And I, I, I say it all the time and I'll say it to this day. I think they should have taken that energy and put it into a portable. Yeah. After seeing the market since 2017 and seeing that portables are blowing up again. I mean, or at the like, even if PSVR 2 just had backwards compatibility with PSVR 1, then it could be more compelling. That would be way more compelling. But the fact that the like hundreds of dollars in games that I spent for PSVR suddenly don't transfer over to PSVR 2 is absolutely What were they thinking with that? Wild. What were they thinking? Because, because, so now I have to rebuy those hundreds of dollars worth of games if I want to play them again. If if they, no, are, I, can't, I can't even play them because they're if not. If they get updated yeah, to support two, exactly, exactly. If they even get updated to support two, because that's that's the weird thing. Because technically, PSVR one is compatible with a PS five, so like you can still play right. them. But imag- imagine the, I don't know who over at Sony designed this, but. Like they want you, that means you have to own two headsets. You have to have a PSVR one and a PSVR two in order to play the full library, which is a bizarre thing. Like, absolutely wild. So you want me to keep the much worse headset to have a much worse time overall to play my old games, rather than make me get the new thing to play the old stuff on. Yeah, that may make it look even better. Crazy. Make it make sense, dude. Doesn't. Doesn't at all. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. Quest. So yeah. Meanwhile, Quest over here is like you can play whatever you want. I don't care. Just, you can play whatever you want. <laughs> you can play you all your Quest games. Here's another and, game. Yeah. Oculus Publishing. Here's another game and another game and another. Oh, you didn't like that? Here's two more. Here's three more. Yeah. And then here's all our third party partners that are coming out with stuff too. So good. And the yeah. You and, just show me off the bat. You got support coming for at least the next two three years. Yep. And with o- Oculus Link, like yeah, like you said, it totally opens up. You can play anything on Steam. Like at that point, it's not even an Oculus thing anymore. Like even, even things that come out on it's a Rift. For St- it's a Rift. Uh, it's a it's a Valve Index. It's a whatever you want it to be. Like, I can play any VR games on Steam now that you plugged in your computer. So. Yeah, I am excited about this. I cannot wait. Uh, it says yeah, I'm definitely picking one up. Says they're going to share more at their Connect event on September 27th. So we'll get more details on the headset itself. We just got kind of like big bullet point things, like as far as like about the camera, the size, and like double the performance. So what does this actually mean? So we're going to hear more in September. I'm excited about that. I'll be there. And uh, yeah, hopefully that give me means, a give uh, me a pre order date. I mean, if the event's in September, hopefully that means sometime in October, just in time for my yep. birthday. So if you guys are wondering what go. to get me for you my can, birthday. You can work it. Uh, I, I was thinking you, Adrian, hopefully, you know, you can, you know, you can get me a, a VR headset for my, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on, I'll Mr. throw a couple bucks your way. Mr. Moneybags over there. Uh, no, well, we'll see. We'll see soon. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to this next news story. This is... Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to start with... No, you know what? I'm going to read this one. Coming from Bloomberg, written by Jason Trier. Inside the making of Redfall, Xbox's latest misfire. Um, that's the, the, the main article. You know what, though? There's... There's a lot going on here. I'm not going to read this whole thing. So I think what I want to do is go f- read that. Go check out that article. Um, I I like what uh, Paul Tassi over here did out Forbes. He kind of recaps it very well. Um, so go check out uh, Bloomberg.ca. Uh, d- That's the trick that Adrian showed me. <laughs> and uh, Don't tell anybody <laughs> else, all right? You guys? Uh, go read Jason Trier's. We read this on Bloomberg.com. Right, right. Uh, Jason Trier's article all about Redfall with a, with a, con- a connection that he had. But Paul Tassi writes, Redfall is the worst-reviewed major release of 2023 and a black eye on Microsoft's first-party ambitions, a truly terrible game from a studio that previously produced greatness. What exactly went wrong here? Well, who was a better tale than Bloomberg's Jason Schreier? Schreier has once again dug into a struggling, in this case, failed game and found what appears to be a combination of managerial incompetence when first conceiving Redfall and then a hands-off approach from new owners Microsoft when they might have avoided this altogether with some decisive action. The report, which I highly suggest you all read here, so definitely go read the full report, uh, but talks about how Arcane was confused about being asked to make a multiplayer game in the first place, which did not lend itself to their traditional style of gameplay. It was also the plan for several years during its development that it was going to be a live service multiplayer game with microtransactions. (laughs) Oh, woof. At release, the game did not have an in-game item shop, but it did promise future live service aspects, including two new sold separately classes. It's unclear whether those plans are still moving forward. When Redfall was released and scored badly, the game's developers were not surprised. The project had been pulled into too many directions, pushed into territory the developers were uncomfortable with, and chronically understaffed compared to larger live service games. But perhaps the most eye-popping quote of the entire piece is about Microsoft. The acquisition gave some staff at Arcane hope that Microsoft might cancel Redfall, or better yet, let them reboot it as a single-player game. So this game was in development before the acquisition, So what it sounds like. Yeah, and it sucked in. <clears throat> um, yes, exactly. So that, like the, they were hoping Microsoft would can it when they bought them, so that way they could make something different. Uh, right. Or better yet, let them reboot it as a single-player game, which makes sense, because that's that's their style. They would have ruled as a single-player game, yeah. According to sources familiar with the production, instead, Microsoft maintained a hands-off approach. Aside from canceling a version of Redfall that had been planned for a rival Sony Corp's PlayStation, Microsoft allowed ZeniMax to continue operating as it had before with great autonomy. So it was originally supposed to come out for both PlayStation and Xbox, which makes sense because Bethesda is, mm-hmm. was multi-plat or Zenimax was multi-platform for the most part until they until got recently, purchased. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Arcane was hoping that Microsoft would step in and overrule their bosses, either canceling the game outright or at least letting them reboot it so they so it was back in their single-player comfort zone. Microsoft did neither, and Phil Spencer would later say that they didn't do a good job engaging the studio. If this felt like a game that probably should have never seen the light of day, that appears to be a sentiment at least some people working on it seem to share. The saddest part of the story is that 70% of Arcane Austin no longer works there, and it appears the studio that made Prey may not really ever exist in the same way again. That's the larger tragedy here, rather than producing a bad game, which was not the fault of the workers, but poor management dictating a bizarre trend-following pathway, and Microsoft making the wrong choice in a trolley problem once they acquired the publisher. 
Hopefully we do not see a repeat of this in the future with their own newfound first party devs. Um, so what a wild report. And again, you can get the full report from Jason Trier over at Bloomberg, um, which has more just kind of, yeah, a lot more detail in, in each of these things that are mentioned here. But what a, like, hearing this, it's one of those things like, kind of like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you can you can play this game or watch this game or however you digest or ingest this game. Um, and it's very, now that they've said it, it's like, oh, yeah, it is obvious that they didn't care like the like there wasn't care put into textures in the world there wasn't care put into a story in the world there wasn't care put into gameplay in the world and like the bosses like you know you could they didn't want to make it they didn't yeah <laughs> they didn't want to make it and the fact that they yeah people have flat out come out and said like we didn't want to make it like we were hoping it was going to get canceled every step of the way what a horrible way to, to to live like what a horrible like development cycle it just sounds like hell like i I don't know. I, it's I it's wouldn't wild. be surprised if most of those departures happened after Microsoft said, "No, you're going to work on this and we're going to put it out." Uh, people were like, "Absolutely not." Yeah, pe- I'm out of here. People who are just sick and tired of of dealing like like we don't want to work on this. So instead of right, we already didn't want to make a multiplayer microtransaction game. That's not what we do. Yeah. And now you want us to continue even after we told you we don't want to make this. We now we have to make it and put it out. Yeah. No, it's curtains. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely um, wild. Uh, you you still have not given it a try at all, right? Okay. No. Uh, I have a question for you though. Okay. Well, a have you number one, and then um, b do you think that Microsoft is using this um position of oh we're very hands off with with the the studios that we have ownership over. Do you think that's a guise or like a like a like a like a Obi-Wan half truth of, yeah, we're hands off, but that's because we're spread too thin to try to keep tabs on all the studios that we have. So let's spin it and say that we're hands off. You know um, what I'm saying? I, it, the problem is it's hard to know because 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 my... Arcane in that article, they are, Arcane talks about how Microsoft like was really barely involved yeah. or they didn't show a whole lot of support during development or anything like that, really. So that's what makes me think that their idea of saying or trying to salvage being hands off is, hey, we really can't support 27, whatever different, however many thousand studios they have at the same time. (laughs) So we're just going to brand it as, hey, we're we don't bother you. We give them creative freedom. Right. In reality, look, dude, we're overworked. Yeah. We're too thin. We can't we can't send people out there. Okay. So, I think that might be Yeah. What's going on? So my only thought is it it's hard to really know for sure yet. Uh because like they were saying, this game was in development before Zenimax was purchased by uh Microsoft. So uh like on I think until the second round of games come out that have that that were actually started by Microsoft then we can know for sure cuz if they, if they continue that quote unquote hands off approach cuz the problem is they could have kept a hands off approach cuz they just trust they did they bought they bought these studios and they trusted these studios and so they're like oh no of course we're going to let you finish this project because you've proven yourself in the past to be 
good, you know? <laughs> and so, right. But and if so, I like, told you I didn't want to make it right. But, and you tell me, well, we, we, we still want you to do it. The correct response to that should have been, we'll help you to do it. Or yeah, we still want you to do it and we'll give you the resources and, and people needed so that you can turn this into what, you know, the best version of whatever this is for you to put out. Yeah. If I'm Microsoft anyway. I again I haven't read the entire uh report from Jason, uh just a little bit that you just sent me here right before the show. Um that because I was under the impression they didn't necessarily tell Microsoft they wanted to cancel. They were just hoping it would be. Oh. So that's that's my own the my only thought is like Microsoft might not have had any idea. I think Zen or uh, uh, Arcane assumed they would get canceled because it happens a lot. A new studio gets acquired, mm-hmm. and whoever the new parent company is, just goes, "Cut! Everything's gone. Like we want you to make. You're re- working on this now. Exactly. So, again, I haven't read the entire Jason Schreier article to know specifically, but according to the Forbes report from Paul Tassi, that his 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 interpretation of Jason's article almost made it sound like they didn't necessarily like they didn't because that was the one that was one of their complaints is like even the managers at Arcane weren't willing to communicate with like they they were siding more with microsoft and so they weren't communicating so what 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 the general work populace was wanting so for all microsoft knew they, which is they, crazy they, they, yeah right microsoft might not even knew at all that there was a kerfluffle because when they did check in they were checking in with the managers the manager's like hey everything's good <laughs> and then like and the workers are like no tell them we want to cancel stop it so that, that would also explain why <laughs> phil was so upset when he had to talk about it yeah maybe they sold him some maybe they sold him one version of development and then the closer they got when he came down to look at it he was like hey yo this sucks what the heck How is this say anything <laughs> right it yeah. is too late now. We already printed the disc and the box and all that. They're already at the store. Yeah. Thanks a lot, dude. Now I got to go and try to salvage this, you know? Yeah. So, again, I, I recommend going and reading just Jace Trash full, full article because um, he might have some of those details in there. But I just wanted to really focus on just like, wow, it's so sad that like they're basically just forced to make this game and hated it every step of the way. Like, I couldn't imagine. And shuttered themselves at the end and of just, it. Yeah. Shot like really just kind of shooting themselves in the foot for for whatever the next project is like not and again not to their own fault like they're a fantastic studio they just were yeah had to I, make a live service game and they're a single a single player story driven studio like that's what they do like what was Zenimax thinking that's what i want to know like cuz that was, it was started off as Fortnite makes a lot of money let's do something like that yeah. The same thing every studio thinks. I guess. You see that Fortnite game? They're making a whole lot of money. Why don't we put that in our game? And then we'll make a whole lot of money too. Granted, our game is usually dog crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think though, like who what are the all the studios within because they Zenimax has to have a studio that's much better at multiplayer, right? Like besides Arcane, of all the studios. Um, um Let's I'm not see. sure. I know they have Bethesda Game Studios. So they have. I know they have id. Yeah. They have um, Machine Games. Uh, yeah, Tango, uh, Arcane. So actually, um, so yeah, I'm looking at this list. Other than Zenimax Online, they don't really have any multiplayer studios. Like most of these make single player. Single player. Yeah. So they kind. Of, it was kind of no matter who they picked, it was kind of <laughs> not. 
not a good choice. Chasing trends, man. I'm so yeah. I'm so tired of it. And that's that's also I know it's unrelated. Um, that's what makes me worried about this big Sony Bungie initiative that they're doing, where I guess uh, a big part of Sony's portfolio for the next year is they want to start chasing or have the majority of their catalog be just throw live services at the wall and see if one of them sticks. Oh yeah, what was that new you one know? from Bungie? It looked cool, but I mean, like uh, uh, marathon. Yeah, like same it, deal. Is that's one of them too? Yeah, throw it at the wall, see if it sticks. Yeah. Um, and I think I we didn't talk about um the Naughty Dog game getting delayed. I don't think. No, I, we didn't have a show last week, so we got that, and like we we didn't talk about the PlayStation Showcase at all. Although, unless you go watch our our reactions, which is up on YouTube, you can watch our reaction. It's over on YouTube.com. So our Super Gamer Boys to see our full reactions um, to the whole event and a recap at the end. But um, yeah, um, my 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 quick thought on that is I would honestly rather them cancel it at this point. Um, I don't want their compromise vision of whatever this is going to be, like they were talking about, where. Um, I think Jason again was one of the ones who reported on this and said that the the size of the team and the scope of the vision uh, has been reduced dramatically. Yeah. Um, I would rather them just cancel it. I don't want to yeah. see the compromise. I want to see what they originally were going to make. So if they can't do that, I don't want it. Yeah. I just, it, it's so wild to me. Like these are very competent studios, both arcane and yeah. Speaking of naughty dog from la- the news last week that we heard, it seems so wild that either one of these studios would like even uh, uh, p- just entertain the thought of putting out a half-assed product. Like, right? They know better. They are like these are studios we look to when we want like the pinnacle of quality. Like Arcane is ma- like made a uh, 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 prey and dishonored. Uh, dishonored and death more more recently death loop like all very very fantastic games Lonely dog hasn't missed with uncharted games and the last of us and before that like crash bandicoot and jack and daxter, jack and daxter. And, like just uh incredible games it just seems wild to me that like yeah these studios are all of a sudden like fumbling the ball a little bit and it's like uh, well we can it's because they're all being they're being given directives to do something like that that they are a not used to and b don't want to do yeah do you really think naughty dog wants to make a live service multiplayer game <sighs> given their track record no uh they want the, they make multiplayer games they make multiplayer modes that's yeah. for sure yeah yeah i don't i mean in the interviews, obviously, like they make it sound like uh, what's his name is why well, can't I think of his dang name? J- uh, the guy from Naughty Dog, like the the man, Druckman. Druckman. He makes it sound like it's his idea. He's all stoked for it, but yeah, I think you're right. Like they like a multiplayer mode is one thing, but to make a full on game, like that's a completely thing in, in, entirely. Um, and I think that's like. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it again. That's that seems like such a backwards thing that Naughty Dog would ever do a live service multiplayer game, just like Arcane doing a live service multiplayer game. So, yeah, I I'm with you now. The more I think about it, it's like yeah, like just just shut it down. Like it's fine. Like just whatever you've developed, roll it right into whatever the Last of Us Three is going to be. Use that technology yeah. to just like amplify. Either add a multiplayer mode to Last of Us Three. Um, that it incorporates these elements or just like 
whatever. Because I because I have talked about uh, Last of Us three, right? Like most like uh, most likely I happening. That, I think there are some rumors going on where like yeah, I think it's on the table. I don't know if they've one hundred percent like committed to it, but even still, um, even with that uh last of us two i feel like you've kind of missed the window at this point right we're we're three years out right which is why they'd have to part two yeah where if they did do a a multiplayer continue without train like just add it into whatever last was three is in another like four years or something (laughs) three years because i I don't think this is i I think if they release this as last of us part two additional content it's not gonna hit just because of the the length of time that it's been since Last of Us Two, yeah. Not because it's not a good game, but people have moved on. There's other Sony exclusives coming out in the near future, so I don't I don't know if this would have been the best time to actually do that. So yeah. So man, I hope whatever would have been more closer towards launch, right? Well, I hope whatever back to Arcane, whatever they put out next, I hope they can get back on track. Like I hope now that Microsoft, yeah. now that their voice is being heard, finally, now that the game's out, be like, hey, we didn't want to do this. I hope Microsoft's <laughs> like, okay, let's get you back to your roots. Let's get you back to a single player story. Let you like do what you do well and very, very well. So hopefully that it was also heard hoping that loud the remainder of that 30% who's still there is maybe the higher ups. Because if you don't have higher yeah. ups to continue the arcane vision and keep that standard of quality, then they're arcane in name only. Right. Yeah. Again, so, they could come out with a single player game next and it could be trash as well because the heart and soul right. of the studio could be gone. It's gone. So time will tell. Hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully it's, you know, only looking up for them. But yeah, we will see. All right, this last news story comes to us from The Verge, written by Ash Parrish. Um, yeah, Activision Blizzard CEO denies culture of harassment and blames unions for the company's problems. We need a soundboard so I can just play like that. Uh, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 2021, the state of California sued Activision Blizzard, alleging that the video game publisher fostered a pervasive culture of harassment going back years. Details in the suit spoke of cube crawls, where male employees would get drunk and walk around the workplace subjecting female employees to inappropriate behavior. It alleged that male employees would pawn off responsibilities to their female co-workers, how women of color were passed up for opportunities given to less tenured workers, and how a senior World of Warcraft developer was so infamous for his harassment of women that his office was nicknamed the Cosby Suite. <sighs> Not to mention that one woman who killed herself. Yeah, well, yeah, it gets to that. It gets to that. But news of the suit was just the opening salvo and what would become a battery of reporting documenting of the kinds of harassment that went on at Activision Blizzard. Current and former employees shared their stories, including how a woman was demoted for allegedly reporting her harasser, how a nursing mother had her breast milk stolen from company refrigerators, and how one employee's sexual harassment led to their death by suicide. Amidst that reporting, the Wall Street Journal released its own report accusing Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick of knowing about it, ignoring, and in some cases perpetrating harassment of his employees. Kotick has apologized for some allegations, including one where he left a voicemail threatening to have his assistant killed, but denied the others. Excuse me? Uh, <laughs> that should have been the the, who, the like, notifier right there. Like, what the heck? Uh, in a new interview with Variety, Kodak further denied 
The Activision Blizzard had any pervasive issues with abuse. Instead, he blamed labor organizers for the company's problems. We've had every possible form of investigation done, and we did not have a systemic issue with harassment ever, he said in the interview. But what we did have was a very aggressive labor movement working hard to try and destabilize the company. Kodak, good. Kodak, yeah, good. Shut it down. Uh, Kodak described the reporting done on employee harassment and abuse at Activision Blizzard as mischaracterizations while asserting that the company has a relatively low percentage of harassment complaints for its 17,000 employees. A if you have one harassment complaint, that's too many, buddy. I don't care. Like, it, does, it doesn't matter if you have five employees or 30,000 employees. Like, you have right. one, that's one too, too many. many. That's one too many. Uh, a transparency report released Wednesday outlined the company's standing in relation to several stated goals, like increasing the number of women in employees and the number of harassment claims it received and acted upon. According to the report, the company investigated 116 complaints and was able to substantiate 31 of them, resulting in some kind of action. However, the report appears to omit the total number of claims it received. We also know that Activision Blizzard agreed to pay the Securities and Exchange Commission $35 million after it determined that the company did not have proper reporting structures in place. Activision Blizzard also settled, settled its suit with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission for $18 million, a settlement the state of California tried to fail, tried and failed the block, citing concerns that it would hinder its own case. Attorney Lisa Bloom, known for litigating high-profile harassment cases and counsels for Blizzard employees, called the same settlement woefully inadequate. Um, Kodak went on to blame unions for many of the company's personnel issues. He also claimed to support unions, stating that he's not anti-union because he's a member of a union himself, joining SAG-AFTRA after his appearance in Moneyball <laughs> because of his mother. <laughs> I have a mother who was a teacher. I have no aversion to a union, he said. What I do have an aversion oh to is a union that doesn't play by the rules. Uh, this art article goes on and on more and more. But basically, Kodak is backed into a corner and just saying whatever he possibly can to try to clear his name. But he only seems to just dig the hole deeper is what it feels like to me. Um, you know what it is. He's worried about... <laughs> Now he has to clean up his uh, his image because the Microsoft deal might not be going through. So the oh. eyes are going to start to go back on him about, hey, since this deal's not going through, about all that stuff we heard earlier, since you ain't getting out of here now. Right. Because, yeah, because it wasn't it. It was discussed before. Part of the deal was him leaving, like I said, like him, right. quote unquote, yeah, retiring, you know, and he was going to get us, uh, you know, a, a bonus and everything that, that, that yeah. people weren't like, stoked about. But at least he was gone. Um, and so, yeah, now that this deal's not going through, like spotlights back on him, like, all right, what's going on with Activision? You've been cleaning things up over there. And he's like, uh, uh, no, no. I've been, uh, I have a whole list of all the things I was going to do with that money I was going to make. <laughs> I was making my bucket list. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely wild. Uh, especially with just like the mounting, reports uh that just keep coming out of there i don't know how you can just continue to just turn a blind eye to it like it, it, being a sociopath that's how i guess like i don't know like it, it, like he wants to clear his name but the fact like so yeah part of that rep the the transparency report it said that it said how many they investigated and it said how many that they were able to substantiate but yeah like it says it never said how many claims they actually got. They investigated 116, but 
did they get 116? There could have been 3,000. Yeah, or were those 3,000 that you're just ignoring? Like, it's like every step of the way, they're they're not doing themselves any favors. They keep trying to clear their name, but then they like just are omitting very important data that would help clear their name. So, which makes it makes them look even more guilty. So it's like, come on, guys, like just give up, <laughs> like get out of there, bro. How move is on, he? Clean how is he up. trying to slide anything or deny anything when there's a literal voicemail of you threatening someone's life? Like you're done <laughs> I, after I that. I know that's you're the, done. I don't know how. Okay, so I'm not the smartest what? guy. I didn't go to business school. I didn't go. To, I didn't even go to college. I don't have a degree. I'm an idiot. How do you continue to be the CEO of a business when there's literal, actual proof, and and you've, uh, uh, you, basically like, yes, I did this. Like he's he's claim he's said he's like, ah, I did this is me. I'm sorry about it. There's actual proof of him telling someone, hey, I'm gonna have you killed. How do you Paying continue? How do you continue to be CEO? Like how how is he Paying not in, people off? But how is he not in jail? Like <laughs> he's rich. Rich people don't go to jail. I guess I don't know. Like something it just doesn't make sense to me. In my head it's like I, it just seems absolutely wild that he's just like, "Hey, I agree. If 100%. you don't do X, Y, or Z, be- I'm going to have you assassinated." And everyone's like, "Ha ha, good joke. All right, move on." <laughs> it's like, "What?" <laughs> like, "No, wait a second. He's like, "No, I actually mean it." <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. This whole thing is wild. I was really hoping we'd never have to talk about him again because I think it was last spring when the whole uh, Xbox deal uh, got announced. That's when all the stuff came out. And so last, you know, January, February, March of 2022, I was like, all right, hopefully we never talk about Bobby Kotick again because he's getting out of there. And here we are, summer of 2023, we're back at it. (sighs) It sucks. I hate giving him any time of day, but he's also absolutely just bonkers crazy. Um, But I mean, I'm in a union myself, so I know all about. Yeah, just that about unions. That statement one out of one side of his mouth and then the other side of his mouth is hiring the union busting forces that they've been going all through Activision trying to break people up like bro shut up yeah quit lying you just they just say anything yeah I don't know he, he just even looks sleazy I'm just gonna say it he looks like a yeah, he looks like a little little mouse looks little like rat a little, you know, look at him you're, that's nicer than what I was gonna say I was like he looks like a little goblin oh little Smeagol huh? look at it. he looks like green goblin you know that's what it looks like to me he's just not green uh, alright yeah so that's it um, vote with your wallets I've not really I don't think I've played any yeah Pretty much nope, after I dropped I, Overwatch 2, every, I haven't gotten Diablo. I know. And that's what's killing me is Diablo 4 looks incredible, but I'm like I hear it's incredible. So if you, know you if, if somebody wants to gift me a copy, <laughs> I will gladly play it. Yeah. Uh out there in TV land. But yeah, I don't know. I got too much other stuff to play. Yeah, that's that's a fact. That is a fact. Well, that is it for new stories this week. Now it's time for a Patreon ad. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial grade supplies for every industry with same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders. 
all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. That's right. This is the part of the show where I tell you to go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Support us over there starting at just $1 a month. That's right, $1. You can get episodes early and ad-free, such as this show and Super Gamer Book Club. Uh, remember, as we said before, Book Club is coming to a close. There's The last episode is out right now on Patreon. Um, it'll, uh, you'll On the free feeds, you'll continue to get them for the next couple months because there's still two more episodes left. But uh, as far as on Patreon, that's it. Uh, but starting in July, you will be getting... Uh, we'll be bringing back, uh, or not bringing back, but we'll be uh, kind of starting up a new show, Super Later Boys, which you can get episode one of over on Patreon right now because we did a 200-episode uh, uh, anniversary kind of spe- bonus episode uh, that we you know named Super Later Boys Episode 1, where we got uh, myself, Adrian, JJ, and Zedge Keenan back. Uh, that's right, the four of us get together, celebrate 200 episodes, share some fun memories, how we got together in the first place. Just kind of talk about what we're up to, what's going on, talk about uh, the history of Super Gamer Boys. So if you want to join in on that, check it out. Just $1. You can go over to patreon.com slash supergamerboys and get that. Uh, five bucks a month, you get show notes early. You know what we're going to talk about each and every week on the podcast to leave your own questions, comments, concerns on the news stories, on the listener questions. Uh, share what you're playing and we'll talk about what you're playing and if we have thoughts on it. Um, you, 10 bucks a month you get shout outs on the show each and every week as a super gamer sponsor and our top dog tier you can be a super uh, or sorry a Patreon producer uh, where you can also pitch a segment for the show if you're like hey I think it'd be fun if you did a little segment that talked about this or did that or you know back in the day we used to do little movie reviews or whatnot. like go ahead and support us $15 a month shoot us your ideas and uh, for the most part we've given them all the gold college try I don't think there's anything we've really flat out turned down if anything we've tweaked it you know to our to make it fit within the show and whatnot but think about supporting us over at patreon we'd appreciate it you can also support us over here on twitch as well if you're watching live on monday nights when we record we stream it live raw unedited no sound effects no music no nothing like that uh but we are here at twitch.tv slash the super gamer boys and i want to remind you if you have amazon prime uh, you have uh, Prime uh, Twitch Prime Gaming, it's called. Uh, and you can link an Amazon Prime account. It could be yours. It could be your grandma's. If anyone you know has, has, has Amazon Prime and they're not using uh, they're not using it alongside Twitch, ask them for the login. See if they'd be willing to, to lend it to you. Because what you could do is you get one free subscription each month to a channel. Uh, and we'd appreciate it if you sent that our way. That gives us, we, we get five bucks out of it, cost you zero dollars. All you have to do is, again, log in your Twitch, log into an Amazon Prime account, link the two, and you get a free sub each month. So think about throwing that our way. We'd appreciate that very, very much. Um, and uh, yeah, without further ado, that is it. So let's get back to the show. Alrighty, we are back from that Patreon ad, and Adrian, it is now time for me to ask you, what you plan? What does uh, what does life look like after Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> uh, so outside, it 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 looks pretty bright. Um, you know, I've been I've been taking some nice walks, and uh, you know, when I'm out and out and about, and I'll see a little bush 
or like a, a grassy area. I kind of think about, you know, have a little flashback to a battle with a with a bokoblin or something like that. But, now, how many times have you, you know, seen like a weird like group of rocks on the ground? You're like, oh, Korok seed? Oh. <laughs> You'd be surprised, actually. I'd be like, hmm, I wonder if a Korok is you, in there. You drive by, you're like driving, people are driving on the road. And Adrian's out there like rolling rocks in people's front yards, like getting them like in a perfect circle. Like, where's my seed? Where's my seed? <laughs> Throwing rocks at a board trying to hit the target. Oh man. Um, I mean, it's 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 nice. It's nice to finally have had that experience. Uh and to be able to put so much time into it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely feel like I, I don't feel like I was cheated out of the experience i feel like i was able to get in there and literally just just live it the entire time yeah um so for people who don't know my final game clock was 127 hours um in in tears of the kingdom um before i decided to go in and finish it off absolutely Uh, incredible and mind you that is that is also with me leaving i'd say at least a good 40% 40% of the game not done. So if you went from top to bottom and did everything, you're probably looking at a good two, two fifty. That's um, so crazy. before you go and finish, which <laughs> yeah. is insane. But Breath of the Wild had that much stuff in it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was pretty, pretty sick to uh to finish. Uh it is currently number one at game of the year. Um right now there is still only uh Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2 that could knock it off. Um, we shall see. Uh, but as far as post Breath of the Wild, I believe it or not, I don't know what it is. Maybe I was just feeling a little. No, I do know what it was. It was my arms <laughs> after playing Breath of the Wild, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom for so long. The switch is actually not very ergonomic i don't know if you've ever the joy cons like aren't great for long-term handheld use that's for sure right (laughs) i've Uh, I've looked into getting those joy cons they make the joy cons that have like a more like contoured like controller grip to it i've mm -hmm. been tempted a few times to pick some of those up because like the normal joy cons like don't feel great especially being spoiled with the steam deck like the steam deck feels so good because nice and round (laughs) yeah so being that um, I've had many a tired arm playing the the Switch, I was like, I need something that's just a a cohesive, strictly portable unit. So I went in my uh, my archives. I went digging, and I pulled out the old Vita. Ooh, yeah, baby. Um, and I've been playing a little bit of Gravity Rush which oh yeah okay yeah uh um is an excellent game um realized i never finished it oh for some odd reason okay so i've um i went and decided to start over and i've been playing through that uh and i've also been playing minecraft on vita which is which is extremely quaint (laughs) compared to minecraft of today which i'm totally fine with uh, it has a finite world space and and not nearly as many items, but that's fine. Give me my old man Minecraft. And let me sit back and just build a brick house. I'm good. That's awesome. So they so updates haven't continued to roll out for Vita. I just assumed like 
no matter what, like Minecraft everywhere was always being updated with the newest stuff, kind of like just in, in, so, in perpetuity kind of thing. I didn't realize that like they actually cut off certain systems and whatnot like that. Yeah, they had a big jump when they did it. Like it, it basically was a new engine, I would say, in a sense. For is, that, Minecraft. is that with the Bedrock update? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, even if if it was updated on par with the rest of the systems, there's no way Vita would be able to handle it. It's just light it can on barely fire. handle it right now. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's probably for the best that they decided to discontinue development. Heck, for the it, Switch but. can barely handle it. That's what I have Minecraft that's, on. I was going to say, that's true. I have Minecraft on the Switch and... Uh, Chugging. Oh, man. Like so many times. I mean, just to, <laughs> just on the main menu, it takes... Like when I first fire it up, I can't even load into my game. It takes a good like five minutes for the menu to load in and for every, like for it to log me in and all that stuff. I like turn it on and I have to like walk away and go do something, come back to my switch before I can even. And then I hit log in and then it like takes another couple minutes to load my world. Like it right. struggles on the it's switch. Bad. Like it is so it's bad. bad. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Uh, but what have you been up to? Uh, I have been playing more Tears of the Kingdom, uh, of course. Uh, I've been playing it at a, a slower pace. I mean, granted, I just don't have a ton of time, but uh, so mostly just nights, just a few, like maybe for like an hour or two here or there. Um, but I'm also like, same way I played Breath of the Wild, which as you all know, I never finished Breath of the Wild. And a lot of that comes down to, because the way I played that game and now I'm playing this game is I'm not, I'm not playing it too... I don't know. Like the story is the story's great, don't get me wrong. Like I'm interested in what's going to happen, but I'm honestly just more intrigued in the world and living in this world than I am the story. Like which seems crazy, but to me I'm like, ah, no, it doesn't like, actually. Who cares about Zelda? Like I just want to like live in this world. And like that's what I did with the Breath of the Wild. Like it got to the point where I wasn't even doing quests and missions. I was just like collecting things and playing around with crafting or whatever just like a recipes for cooking and just i don't know just screwing on this world that's what it's turning with tears of the kingdom i'm like i've totally turned off my objective tracker because who cares i don't care about any of the quest i'm just like wandering around seeing what i find oh this is a cool little cave what's in here like just living in this world and absolutely loving it so i am story-wise i don't think i'm any farther than i was the last time we talked like two weeks ago <laughs> but i've just been having a blast just like slowly just going through like section by section and finding things and um absolutely loving it i i still feel like i don't fully grasp the whole building thing not that it's overly complicated but i'm realizing like i just don't have the imagination people have to come up with the things like i scroll insane i scroll through twitter and i'm like wow this guy literally made a metal gear rex like he made Metal Gear. Uh, it actually, it literally has a rail gun and, you know, like a, it has a thing on the shoulder. It looks like a like the radar dish or whatever, like that type of stuff. Like, oh, okay, this guy made uh, a, a mech that he can jump into and then he has uh, a flying drone that accompanies him and they're both fire, like, you know, covered in lasers and guns. And so he can walk into it like fortress and just blow everyone the bits. Like this is the stuff I'm seeing online. And meanwhile, I'm struggling to even figure out how to get the glider to work. I'm like strapping fans on the back of this glider. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's get this baby. <laughs> how many do I need? Six, I'll, eight? Yeah, I'll do whatever. Like, why isn't this thing working? Like, I can't even get that to work. And meanwhile, people are making metal gears and mech suits and all sorts of crazy stuff. So, um, 
but I, I'm loving just experimenting and figuring things out there. Uh, but beyond that, I've been playing, I picked up Warhammer 40,000 bolt gun. So I started playing this a couple weeks ago. I think when it came out, I actually picked it up. So it was, when was that? It was the 24th or 25th. So a couple weeks ago now, um, I think it came out on everything. It's pretty much on like PlayStation, mm-hmm. Xbox, Steam, Switch. I think it's on Switch. Um, literally, this is, it's Doom, but in, with a forty Warhammer 40,000 skin on it, which is freaking incredible. Uh, and what I love even more <laughs> is it's not like, it's hard to explain. Like the world is very much like, it, it's, it's like an HD 2D thing, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like the characters and the enemies and even the worlds, everything's like pixelated. Like it has a, like a like a weird like pixelated doom like art style, but it's 3D. And it's actually like very well rendered 3D. Like when I fired up on my computer, I'm like cuz I bought it for my Steam Deck. I've been playing on Steam Deck. I blow it up though on Steam on my computer. I'm like this game is gorgeous. Like the 2D, the 2.5D <laughs> or whatever they call it, like the 2D HD thing like they it like straight up just like I think they even has ray tracing in it, I want to say. So it's like it's gorgeous. It looks incredible. Um, but uh, obviously not on the Steam Deck doesn't have ray tracing on the computer does. Um, right. And it's a fun game. Again, it's Doom. So there's don't they like if you're looking for like complex gameplay, that's not what you're getting here. It's literally just like run through the map hold the trigger down, blow stuff up. Uh, so you have your machine gun. I think there's more weapons as it goes on, but like you start out with, like you have like essentially a uh, machine gun thing, this bolt bolt gun, that's the name of the game, a bolt gun. And then you have a chain sword, which is literally sort of the chainsaw on it. So you have like a melee weapon and this gun and you're just running through. And at the beginning, uh, it's mostly like, uh, like chaos cultists and chaos space marines and stuff. But I think as you go, there's more and more enemy types. Um, it's, uh, the main character is voiced by Rahul Kohli, which is awesome, which is, he's, yeah, he's like I a new, that. he's like a huge Warhammer fan. Like, uh, I think like a year ago, like a year or a year and a half ago, he started getting, he like, he's a new newbie to Warhammer, but he's become such like a, he's came out like so publicly about it, about his love for Warhammer just in the last year that like suddenly, like he actually did the presentation games workshop, had him do basically they did a they did their own like direct showing off all the new warhammer games coming out for the next year and he hosted it i'm like how sick is that like he's like this <laughs> this newbie like warhammer fan this like kind of like just getting into it in the last year or so and like he's already like hosting events and voicing characters and games i'm like oh man that's that's the dream that's so sick so yeah if you love classic doom uh retro doom and warhammer or you're even like interested in warhammer just pick this game up because it's it's fantastic it's just a fun fun like mindless shooter game just run through there blow stuff up tear things up with your chainsword it's it's a lot of fun this uh, might be the one i actually need to check out yeah yeah it's worth at least just checking out some of the trailers like it's it, it's uh, again because it's like oh it's such a fun like i i just love again the art style like you know me like uh, even the classic doom like i wasn't huge about that the the gameplay but um it was like a fun fun look to it and stuff like, like fun feel to it and then this one i'm like oh man this is a mix a mixture of like this incredible art style with lore that i enjoy with warhammer and the gameplay is mindless and fun it's a good like a refresher from tears of the kingdom when i'm done when i'm done thinking <laughs> i can just go to uh, uh uh this game and just tear things up but uh yeah and i think it's 
it's it's a decent price. Like it's not a full price game. Like I think it's full price. It's thirty bucks. And when it first came out, it was, it was on mm. sale. Like I got it. Like it was like hey, launch day sale. It's on sale for like twenty bucks or twenty five bucks or something. So yeah, check it out if you're looking for just like a small little little game there. Um, and the last thing I haven't been able to actually play, but I did uh, get a hold of Star Wars Shatterpoint, which is <laughs> a skirmish miniature game so you know still in the same vein of like warhammer type stuff um this is a physical board game a skirmish game with miniatures just like warhammer but what i'm stoked about is i find like for years i've been painting warhammer miniatures and this is the first time i'm actually gotten some miniatures that are not warhammer there's star wars so <laughs> here's uh, if you're watching on the video you can see i'm holding up anakin skywalker here a little miniature that i put together i haven't primed or painted them yet um, I want to put them all together first and then I'll start painting them up. But uh, I have him. And then who was this? I, I think we talked about before. Was it Rex? Commander Rex. Commander Rex. Um, yeah, there you can see a little better. So, yeah, it's uh, a full miniature. There's like a you know good guys, bad guys side. So there's like a whole clone army, Sokotano, Bo-Katan, Anakin on the good guys that you control. And then uh, the second player, the bat would could play on the, the bats team um, with uh, some battle droids and uh, Darth Maul. Yeah, someone I don't even don't even know who who's a lady that one. Uh, I don't Asajj Ventress. Asajj Ventress. I never watched the Clone Wars, so some of the characters I'm like, I don't know who this is, but she looks dope. <laughs> she has two lightsabers. Looks awesome. <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to paint these up, honestly, but then also play it like it came with some awesome terrain pieces. Like so when you play on the table, like you actually have these sick buildings that you can play it like and make like a little city with all the buildings and stuff like that. So I'm sure I'll be talking about it more uh, once I I'm able to play it. I might take a little bit. There's a lot of minis to paint up. You but should, once it's done, you should like, put your painting progress in the discord. Oh, I definitely will. Yeah, whenever I'm done painting stuff, it'll definitely be in the Discord. So make sure to join us over there at uh, supergamerboys.com slash Discord. Um, I'm sure it'll be going up on my social media too, which we'll, uh, I'll mention those at the end of the show as well. But um, who knows? Maybe here and there I'll get back to st streaming on Twitch again and uh, doing a little painting streams Could or be. something. So we will see. All right. Well, that is it. Uh, thank you all so much for listening uh, to this episode all the way to the end here. We appreciate you. Um, and uh, if you just love what we do and want to help support us, if you're looking for a free way, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe, totally free, um, and share it with your friends. Leave a comment even on the, on the video. Any sort of interaction, whether you're sharing it, you're commenting on it, you're liking it, all that helps the video. We appreciate it very much. If you're over on podcast apps, leave a review uh, on iTunes or Spotify. I think you can leave star ratings. You can leave your own uh, word uh, worded reviews as well. Think about leaving what some of those helping the podcast out. Uh, if you want to help uh, uh, with uh, supporting us financially, you can go to patreon.com slash supergamerboys. Uh, and starting at just a buck a month, you can stuff early and ad free. And uh, so you get something out of it. You're not just throwing us cash. You get some some stuff early and ad free and as well as some other perks, as we mentioned in the ad. Uh, you can also buy some merch, sgbstore.com. Get some coffee mugs, stickers, T-shirts, whatever, whatever strikes your fancy over there. So go check that out. We got some fun stuff up over there. 
Shout out to Jack Sracha and Yate for allowing us to use their music on our show. Once again, please, 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 I beg you, go listen to them. Spotify and Apple Music. Go check them out. They're everywhere. Links are in the description on the podcast apps and down the show notes on YouTube here. Uh, be sure to give them a listen. During the week, you can find us at SuperGamerBoys.com, Twitter and Instagram at SuperGamerBoys. And tw- uh, you can find us over on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at G Morlang and Adrian, where can they find you at? I am at homeboy. Yeah, so go give us a follow over there. And uh, that's it. That's all I got for this week. So, Adrian, go ahead. Take us out. Sick. Not, well, not, in, like a, gen- not in like a murdery kind of way, you know. You know oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. You, can, you can help me. I would show. never. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> I have no motive or reason, not like a botched rig Mario party to do so. Oof. Just throwing that out there. Uh. Folks, on behalf of everybody here at Super Gamer Boys, we thank you again for another week of fun and discussion. Uh, We thank everybody who has come to listen, to watch, uh, who supports us on Patreon or anyway or shares our stuff. It's always appreciated. Uh, And until next time, we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we'll catch you on the flippity flop. It was rigged, dude. Like I should have had, I should have had the coin star. Should have had. I had the most coins. Why is it cumulative? Who does that? Mario wow. Party Two didn't do that. Mario it's does. Amateur Hour. Mario Party Superstars is Amateur Hour. Ooh, shots fired. Ooh.